Welcome to the Feel Good Lab podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gresh. Join me as we bring together the brightest minds in health and wellness, covering topics from sleep and nutrition to exercise and mindfulness. Our goal is to give you actionable advice to optimize your health and ultimately to feel good. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Feel Good Lab podcast. Thanks, and man. today's going to be a fun one. Yeah. I have, for the first time ever, a special guest that I've never met before the podcast. And so that's going to make this a much more authentic, genuine conversation. And I got a ton of questions for you. So I'd love to introduce Kasim Outlaw. And I'm going to call you a wellness guru, but I'm going to kick it over to you to explain to us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what gets you excited. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the guru status, although that's become like a four-letter word in today's society because people are always wary about someone who's a knowledge keeper or knowledge holder. So um, let me just state that right off the rip that I don't have anything that no one else has access to. Um, everything that I've learned and everything that I put into practice is just a culmination of the experiences that I've had. So with a deeper awareness, higher level of consciousness, we can kind of put those things into play. Um, I, I call myself a wellness educator, you know, as someone who's been a physical education and health teacher for all of my adult career. Um, that's, that's the term that I like to use. Sometimes I'll use wellness enthusiast because I am excited and enthusiastic about helping people and myself learn how to better manage our minds, bodies, and emotions. So, And you live it every day. And what I think is going to be fun is not only do you live it with yourself, and that's really I want to go into a lot about what you do, mm. but then you teach it. And yeah. you don't just, you teach it to kids. Yeah. And that's where I think we need to start. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of parents that listen in, are thousands of listeners. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But someday we'll have thousands of listeners and they will find this on YouTube. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, what does your life look like in terms of what you consider living a holistic wellness balanced life? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's really easy. Like at first, when you start thinking about making all of these changes in terms of health or trying to achieve greater health, it seems like a lot because most of us have been conditioned to eat the standard American diet, work the nine to five type of job, uh, come home, uh, try to enjoy a little bit as we can before we have to go to bed and do it all over again. Um, until we can kind of unplug from that conditioning or that, that routine, it, it seems like it's almost impossible to do the things that we're supposed to do. But when we take a step back and focus on getting enough high quality sleep, waking up, feeling grateful that we're alive. That's a huge one for me, gratitude, because without that, we just look at every day as just a, another happening. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's really a phenomenal gift. So um, with that, you know, you wake up feeling good, want to do better for yourself. So you make better choices. Uh, instead of grabbing the, the coffee with the sugar and the caramel and all the things that America runs on these days, you might choose to grab some hot water with a squeeze of lemon and some sea salt. Um, you might for breakfast go for a smoothie instead of that bowl of high fructose corn syrup, you know, cereal. So we're always, for me personally, I'm always looking at leveling up the things that I'm doing. And it's not some kind of neurosis where every decision I make, I'm kind of analyzing, but it's in the backdrop. So I feel like there's a greater level of consciousness behind who Kasim Outlaw is, and it guides me through my decision processes. So um, looking at the body, nutrition, sleep, rest, fitness, looking at the mind, uh, intellectual stimulation, uh, emotions, gratitude, joy, just trying to bring all those to the forefront. And you're you know? doing a little bit of all of them. I know we talked briefly before this, and there's a handful I want to get into. Mm. Meditation, exercise, diet, nutrition, yeah. family, and just mindset, sleep. 
Mm. What do you think is the most important? And I know, let me be clear. Yeah. It's never one thing. Mm-hmm. It's always many things. And it's oftentimes more complex than we even know. So yeah. I'm not trying to say like, oh, you just fix your sleep. But yeah. in your life, what have you seen make the biggest impact in, for you? When I was made aware that every decision and every choice that I make um, has a consequence and I'm responsible for that consequence, it allowed me to take a step back and say, wow, there's a lot of things that I was doing unconsciously. And if I bring a little bit of awareness to that, I can make better decisions and get better outcomes. So it's almost like being a magician. You know, when you're faced with a, a predicament, a situation, a challenge, you might be triggered to make a response to that that's not quite effective, right? And hopefully we learn from that and make better decisions as we go. But for me, it was just kind of separating the mind, the body, kind of saying like these are accumulations of what I've gathered over time, this thought process, this body. And um, when I do that, it allows me to make decisions that aren't so reactive. Um, and, and like I said before, gratitude is, is probably the number one thing, right? Because it's very difficult to be angry. It's very difficult to be upset, pessimistic when you're grateful. I'm actually pretty sure it's impossible. I would, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever felt two contradictory emotions at one time, mm. one positive, one negative. And yes, I can go from a positive emotion to a negative emotion. But at that exact moment, if I'm saying, you know what, I'm really gracious that you came to spend an afternoon with me today. Yeah. I don't feel anything but that gratitude. Yeah. I don't feel the stress I have about the stuff I got going on. Right. And so that's something that we always talk about here at the Feel Good Lab, you know, starting your day off on the right foot. We had a guest on uh, just a few weeks ago, a great friend of mine. He's an eye doctor yeah. turned mindset wellness coach. And a lot of people think like, okay, you know, you set your intention for the day. Mm-hmm. What he, he gave me a little upgrade to that. And it was before your feet hit the ground, you don't just set your intention, you feel it and you set an intention for a feeling. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to feel gratitude, can you feel gratitude right now? Oh, you have to set that first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's so easy. If you set an intention for a feeling, you can accomplish that. If you set an intention to go make a million dollars, you might not accomplish that. Mm. If you set an intention for a feeling, you can guarantee it. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish it. Yeah. And so it really changed my outlook of like, yeah, I need to be setting intentions for what do I want to feel today? Mm. Because what I feel then I do believe creates my reality and the people that come into my life. I do believe in that. Mm. But whether I'm right or wrong, you know, my day changes drastically when I start off on the wrong foot versus mm-hmm. when I start off on the right foot. Yeah, that's one of the things that you'll read about in like the law of attraction. And I know that's got kind of a bad rep over the last couple of years. People think it's woo-woo and this, that, and the third. But one of the things that you just made mention to is if you can get to that feel-good place before the actual event happens, then it's almost like it's a natural consequence. Like you're already there. You've already experienced it. So everything else is just going to be a bonus. Well, you just nailed it, right? It's not, to me, The Secret was one of my favorite books Mm. and favorite movies. I've watched it so many times and I think it left a lot on the table. It's not as simple as like, I have vision boards. In fact, I've gotten almost everything that I've ever put on my vision board. Some of them are from 2006. I redid one in 2009. I redid one recently. Mm -hmm. I do believe when you see it every day, you subconsciously put into how you're going to go create that. Mm -hmm. But it's, there's a big difference between what the secret teaches. It's not just write it down. It's feel it. It's actually have the same sensations that you think that you're going to have when you have that thing. Mm -hmm. And then by the way, if you can feel those sensations without it, do you really need it? No, you don't. No. And that's one of the things that a message that I like to champion is that everything that I've ever wanted in my life, I've gotten right. And if I didn't get it, that means one, I didn't want it bad enough or two, it just hasn't arrived yet. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the physical aspect 
You mm. you taught physical education, right? Yes. What grade did you teach? Uh, nine through twelve. So okay. it was at the high school level. And so you were making a big impact on yeah. these kids. I'd like to think so. Yeah. You know, through through inspiration, right? The kids see me. They see that I take care of my body. They see through my social media or the things that I tell them in class that I'm very active. You know, when I come in on a Monday morning, one of the first things I do is ask them what they did this weekend and tell them how lame they were because they sat in bed and watched Netflix and play video games. But I digress. <laughs> There's always a couple of kids who are like, I went hiking, I went jogging, I played a couple of games, and then I let them know what I did. And at my age, you know, double their age or some of them maybe even triple their age, um, I can inspire them to think or to realize that at my age, I can still be as lively and as enthusiastic about health and wellness and fitness and fun as I was when I was 15. Do you feel like you're in your prime still? I do. Yeah, you look I like do. it. Because I was surprised you. to hear how old you are. I won't throw it out on the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, impressive. That's all right. I mean, I've, I've felt more athletic. I've felt stronger before. Um, but for what I'm doing right now and the way that I utilize my body, I've got everything that I need. Yeah. And yeah. to me, I started, we were just talking, a mutual friend of ours mm -hmm. who was just on the podcast, actually yeah. the one we're launching today, Eric Carrero. Nice. You know, he started working with me a couple months ago and, you know, Eric is a beast and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go train with him. I want to get stronger. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean get stronger? You need to get your hip flexibility, your ankle flexibility, your mobility. And what I learned over those five months is, and I still, I haven't been keeping up as well as I should. Mm. I feel better today than I probably ever have in my entire life. Yeah. Do I feel stronger? No. And, but I'll get there. Mm -hmm. If I don't fix the mobility aspect, there yeah. is no strength aspect. Yeah. They say we're only as strong as the weakest link in our chain, right? So when you address those issues, for me, it's the hip flexors, it's mm -hmm. the lower back, it's the quads. When I start attacking those areas and building those up, I notice gains in other ways. So Yeah. And so what do you do from a physical fitness side? Uh, right now, it's mostly all body weight. You know, I, I do have a gym membership. I go every now and then, and maybe I'll grab some dumbbells or a kettlebell or two. Um, but primarily it's in my living room. It's in my yoga room at home where I'm doing push-ups, planks, curl-ups, dips, things like that, because I don't want to be beholden to my environment. I want to be able to get my workout in whenever possible. That's awesome. And do you do it every day? Uh, in some shape or form. It's not so regimented where I say, all right, well, at this time I got to do this. But in between making a smoothie in the kitchen and then going to vacuum the living room, I might jump into a handstand and try to hold that for a minute, or I might do 40 push-ups, right? So uh, it's just about being impulsive with your exercise. I think if we can get back to that, we'll be less likely to fail. When mm -hmm. we set up these big objectives and say, all right, on Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, I'm going to do this and we miss it, we're going to be less likely to entertain that next time. So when you have a thought about being healthy, when you have a thought about being aware, conscious, spiritual, joyful, whatever it might be, act on that. Those are good things. Those are signs from the universe saying, do that. Mm -hmm. right. And um, I literally have said this every single podcast. I think I'm going to say it for every podcast we do because it's a quote we live by here. Mm. And it is a healthy man wants 10,000 things, mm -hmm. but a sick man only wants one. And one of the things that I hear you talking about is, you know, when you're proactive about that, like it's inevitable, right? As we age that we are going to move towards unhealthy, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. And the no. typical American diet and culture is kind of like by the time you're 40 that you're losing that. I don't think that needs to be true at all. No. I think that we can continue to get better and better and better and more optimal mental. We know we can mentally get better mm -hmm. and physical as yeah. we age. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
if we weren't taught and conditioned certain things in life, we'd never come to expect them. When I talk about dealing with kids, I draw on a quote that says, we never want to introduce the ugliness of the world to a child who has not yet experienced it, right? So now, when we take that and translate it to what we're talking about, if no one ever told you that the average life expectancy in the U.S. for a male was 77, or maybe it's even less than that, then you would never have that forecast in your mind. So you think, oh, I'm going to live for as long as I want to live, right? Or if someone told you some other limiting belief, um, that would never be a part of your consciousness. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of putting things in here and in here that makes sense for the longevity, makes sense for wellness overall. Mm-hmm. So, and you have children or yourself? I do. I have a son. He's uh, Atlas. He's going to be eight in January. Love yeah. that name. Yeah, thank you. So what are some of the things that you do with him? Because as a, an educator, like, you know, you're kind of a pro when it comes to this. So, bit, yeah. you know, I want to start a family soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, what, what advice would you have for me, you know, Similar to that mindset you just said, but even like, are there things that he's doing that you see are a little bit different than his peer group because he's got a little bit of a different mindset? Absolutely. He's got a little bit of an edge there. um, And I'll explain that in a second. But in terms of starting a family, before you even start thinking about having a child, you want to make sure that you want it more than anything else, right? So from the time that you make a decision to have a family to the time that you expire on this earth, you want to make sure the number one thing you can do is want that child, want that baby more than anything else. That'll guide the rest of your decisions. Um, In terms of my son, he's been privy to a lot from a very young age. Um, He's been plant-based since day one. Um, He's been homeschooled since day one. Um, And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we talk about around the house in terms of holistic health and wellness that he picks up on. So our our children are sponges. And in my house, he's picking up on what I would consider all the good stuff. Um, We don't tell him what to do. We just try to inspire him to make decisions that are sensible, that are well-informed, and that he can feel good about at the end of the day. I love that. And honestly, it's way more than what you say. It's more what you do. Yeah. You know, from the Mm -hmm. little bit I know about you, he's got an awesome person to look up to. Yeah. and I appreciate that advice. Yeah, so no, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, from, from the time that I found out that my wife was pregnant, um, I knew that I was going to have somebody looking at me trying to figure out how to do this thing called human, right? How to do this thing called being a man in society. So I had to kind of do a self audit and look at all the things that weren't serving me and just cut those out. Now, a lot of people don't have that self discipline to say, oh, well, you know, I like my drinking, I like my this, I like my mm-hmm. that. Uh, and that's all well and good. But I'm the somewhat of an extremist where I can look at that and be like, oh, all right, that's gone. We're just going to purge that. So this process of purging over the last nine years now has been um, very fruitful. And I see that in my son. Do you find it hard? It was just a conversation I had this morning with my team. And Mm. uh, we were talking about, you know, where we want to go as a company is really towards lifestyle because that's how we're going to make a way bigger impact in the chronic pain epidemic. But it's much harder Mm -hmm. to tell someone that they need to make a change like in their diet or sleep. These are very challenging versus being able to take a pill or a supplement or use a pain cream that's going to relieve their pain. Mm. Those are going to help. And we think it's part of the solution, but we know that lifestyle can make an even bigger impact. What we were talking about is this idea of replacing habits, Mm. not just saying like, you seem like mentally you're awesome. So you're like, yeah, done with that. (laughs) I think for even myself, but also listeners and just the normal population, it's very Mm. challenging to say you can no longer have gluten and dairy, Mm. even though it's causing you inflammation and you have chronic pain. To me, it's like, how do we give them something else? What could we replace it with? So are there things, A, do you see that as being a tool that you could use? And if not, what would you say 
is are things we could replace like you're you have an awesome healthy smoothie right here like <laughs> yeah. tell us a little bit about that <laughs> all right so uh yeah we'll start with this i made this this morning and um it's uh it's got bananas as a base uh so i get some overripe bananas i throw those in the blender i've got a handful of baby spinach um i've got some microgreens that i got from my friends that that make microgreens at upper grassy greens so some sunflower greens some chia seed flaxseed walnuts uh, frozen blueberries and then uh, I also added it some add-ons, some cacao powder, because nice. uh, I love chocolate, right? And then you, you put in uh, some oat milk and some water, and then blend it up. You can add ice if you like a cold smoothie. But it's packed with nutrition. It's easily digestible. Yep. And it's something that holds, holds over my hunger for most of the day. So that's, that's kind of an up level, right? You go from drinking a Gatorade or a, a protein shake that you get in the store, highly synthetic, to making your own at home, feeling self-empowered. You know, when you talk about lifestyle, right, I have a, I don't want to call it a company, but we do um, wellness retreats. A friend of mine, Susan Strickland, we've done two successful virtual oncology wellness retreats. Actually, the first one was in person. The <laughs> second one was virtual, but it's called Knowledge Empowers Wellness, right? The website is knowledgeempowerswellness.com. People can check it out. It needs to be updated, but it's there. Um, but the basis is when people know better, they're allowed or informed to do better. Now, do we always do the best thing that we know to be true? Not, not so much. And I would dare to say that there's a collective depression, there's a collective pessimism, there's a collective uh, feeling that we're not responsible for ourselves. And that is the thing that causes us to go for the, the ho-hos or the cupcakes instead of the, the, you know, the granola bars or whatever it might be. So in terms of habits, right, you mentioned that word habit. We know that a habit is something you do unconsciously. You wake up, there's a routine. I do this, I mm -hmm. brush my teeth. Most people don't think about it. They floss, they make their coffee, they do whatever. And because it's comfortable and it's cyclical. If we can break that cycle and add in some of the up-leveling things and provide support, right? The biggest thing for people is they don't feel supported in their decisions. Maybe their husband or wife isn't on board. Maybe their kids aren't on board. So now they're making separate meals and separate shakes. That's a little out of hand. So if we can provide support, and that's kind of where I come in. I'm, I'm looking for that niche and looking for that ability to do that. It's kind of hold people's hand through it a little bit, um, whether it's through my videos or whether it's through live interactions with them, uh, just to let them know that they're not alone. I yeah. love that. We need that so bad in the world yeah. and at the Feel Good Lab. We mm. are going to be launching a whole line of coaching, support, accountability. Honestly, you're top of mind. So there's going to be a totally a way that we can work together. Absolutely. Because our customers need this bad. Yeah. And we just need people that really care but are doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. And that you can, you know, help them understand. Like what you just explained, yeah. that's the healthiest thing I've ever heard of. That's not hard. <laughs> it's not it's really not hard. And a lot of people, I think one of the challenges in today's society is when you go outside of your four walls of your house, mm -hmm. it is it is more challenging to be healthy mm. because you know it's McDonald's and if you want fast, cheap, it's unfortunately often not going to be healthy. Yeah. But inside your own walls, if you're just a little bit planning, you know, if you mm -hmm. go and buy the ingredients for that on Sunday, yeah. you have them for, for a the week. whole week, mm -hmm. and it's not that hard. And so making it convenient, yes, and fun, yeah. tasty, mm -hmm. right, and then having the accountability piece. We yeah. can definitely make this change. Yeah, absolutely. And those are all great points. The accountability piece, you need support with that, especially if you're not used to it. Uh, learning how to navigate a grocery store, mm -hmm. learning how to navigate a kitchen. Right? I mean, I don't know how to navigate a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> and that's, that's one of the services on my website. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah, we, we do a grocery store tour where we go through the produce aisle. We kind of look at the things that we want to include, some things we want to limit, and some things we totally want to steer away from. And that's been, been helpful for a lot of people. 
Oh, that's yeah. so cool. There's there's a lot of synergies here. Yeah, I and feel um, it. one of the things you talked about. So, a quick shout out to you mm. writing a book. Thank you. Coming out here when? How long is it going to be launched? Uh, well, we're we're in the process. I just kind of put it out to a publisher yesterday, as I mentioned before. Um, I'm looking to shop around and see who can support me in that. I've been working on it for the last year and a half with a former student of mine. Her name's Amanda Dokus. She's a former Lyman Hall graduate. And um, she just does amazing illustrative work. And when we combined our efforts to make this happen, it was really a beautiful experience. So we're nearing the tail end of it. We've got all the illustrations done. We just got to fine tune a couple of things. And then once we figure out how to go about printing and publishing, we can make it available. This is a illustrated meditation. Um, I think it's something that is going to be invaluable for children around the world, for parents, for grandparents to read to their children. And the message is that we are enough, right? What I have is enough, what I do is enough, who I am is enough. We are here and we are alive and that's enough. That has to be enough right now because so many people are suffering from anxiety, depression, this feeling of angst that they don't have the things that they need, that things are being taken away from them. So if we can kind of jump in there and say, wait a minute, no, 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 focus on your breath, focus on the beautiful gift of life you've been given. No one's trying to harm you at this moment right now. Let's settle down the nervous system response and let that gratitude fill up your bubble, right? I got shivers. Yeah. I'm in. If anybody <laughs> listening here knows a publisher can help, uh, Thank you. please reach out to us because you know, you're going to get this out to the world no matter what. Yeah. But let's expedite that process a little I bit. I appreciate that, brother. Do you have a title for the book yet? We Are Enough. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be fun. Why don't you, you know, I'm actually looking, this is perfect. Mm. I'm looking for a new meditation practice. Okay. And it's after talking just for a few minutes, I know we're super aligned on this, but I'd love you to teach me. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your meditation practice, but what is it in the book? Can you get, run me through like a little bit of an overview? We could actually practice it right now if Let's. you'd like to. Yeah. Let's. Okay. Well, I'll walk you and all the viewers through it. So you want to get into a comfortable seated position, right? Typically you can be in a cross-legged position um, or you can have your feet flat on the floor. I'm just going to stay where I am right now. And I like to take my hands and place them on my thighs with the palms facing upward. By having the palms facing upward, we signify to the rest of the body that we're open, we're vulnerable for whatever experience we're about to happen. And then we just slightly lift our chin. And if you feel comfortable, you can close your eyes. Otherwise, you can have a soft gaze at the ceiling or at the floor or something that's not moving. And we start by taking a deep breath in, filling up the lungs and then exhaling slowly out of the nostrils or the mouth, whatever you choose. We'll do that two more times. A deep breath in, filling up the lungs. Long exhale, letting all that stale CO2 out. One more time. Deep inhalation in. Long exhalation out. And then you just continue to watch the breath and breathe normally. And I'll guide you through this meditation that talks about our enoughness. And after I make each statement or each mantra, I just invite you to take a deep breath in and a long breath out. What I have is enough. What I do is enough. What I am is enough. I am here and I am alive and that is enough.
Then I invite you to keep the eyes closed, bring the palms together right in front of your body. It doesn't have to be directly in front of your chest. And then just slightly start to rub them back and forth. This is a little expedited version of the meditation, but we generate a little bit of heat, maybe a little bit faster. You feel that friction, that heat. And then you bring your hands over your face and over your eyes. And then slowly, very slowly, start to drag the hands down over the eyes and gently start to blink them, letting a little bit of light into the eyeballs. Bringing the hands together right at the center of our heart and our chest and realize that we're here, we're alive, and this is a beautiful life. And we're grateful to be here. It's a wonderful gift. That was amazing. You thank are, you for joining with me. You are skilled, my friend. I <laughs> hope there's going to be an audio version of this book. There is. Yeah. There is. I'm definitely going to read it. And, and look to do live readings. Hopefully that, you know, our society allows for that to happen in the near future. Where do you want to... So talk a little mm. bit about your business, what you do. Mm -hmm. We kind of talked about, you know, the meditation, the physical aspect, the coaching, walking through the aisle. Tell us yeah. a little bit about... How do people find you? Mm -hmm. What is it that your business does? And then where do you want to take it? Yeah. So my website is kasimoutlaw.com, my first and last name.com. And it really started off as just a little hobby, right? I wanted a calling card. I made some business card I, uh, cards. I wanted to have a place, a landing page for people to go and find out more about me. So I've got some intimate information there. And I also created an offerings page where I can put some services. So what I tried to do was think about the things that I'm passionate about. Um, and without too much thought into it, just put it out there in a format. So if someone says, Hey, I, I want to learn how to do that, they can contact me. So I've got a price list. I've got a, my email is kasimoutlaw at gmail.com. So people can contact me there and we can schedule a, um, I've got a health consultation, which is an hour kind of talk, kind of like what we're doing. We chop it up and figure out some best practices that'll help people. I just launched a health and wellness mentorship program for kids, which is a four week, uh, hour-long session once a week where we'll get together and we'll talk about mindful movement, mindfulness practices, breath work and meditation, and some simple hacks on how to get better sleep, how to you know up-level our nutrition. Because I think if kids get this at an early age and get inspired by that, then it's gonna be easier for them as adults to put them into practice. When you blindside somebody at 25 or 30 or 50, right? And tell them these are what the things they should have been doing their whole life, they're like, whoa, this is crazy. I only got a couple more years, right? So you get that pushback. but. Essentially, I'd like to, you know, dive deeper into the technical aspects of creating a website, creating a podcast, creating this virtual offering and, and also in person because I really enjoy speaking to people and connecting with people like we are now. Um, but just uh, I'm open to learning it all. So the best practice is how to do it. We want to help you wherever you want to take this. Thank thing. you. So if you need Thank to borrow you. the podcast equipment, <laughs> borrow, honestly, yeah. whatever you need, because your, your that, mission yeah. is our mission. Yeah. And we're going to do this together. Yeah. Alignment feels good, doesn't it? A hundred percent. And it's great to just know that, you know, you're out there actually like we're doing this for sure. We're yeah. trying to run a business also. There's logistics. There's all these types of things. Mm. You're putting your money where your mouth is like all day, every day yeah. working with people. Cause I think the individual impact mm -hmm. is where we need to go in society. There's no one size fits all. No, no. And we need a lot more people that are doing this. So it's just so refreshing to hear that you're doing it. Yeah. It's not, you didn't say one time, like, you know, how much you're trying to make any of that. No, no. you're just trying to get the stuff you're doing out to the world. Cause the world needs it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always, my, I joke with my wife about this. She's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't want to do anything. I want to sit on the beach. I want to meditate. I want to read books. I want to enjoy my life and my family. So if I can figure out a way to do that while also helping people and not having to think too much about how I'm going to support myself, that's the ultimate goal, right? 
Unbelievable. Yeah. So we always like to end the podcast and actually you've given us some of the most actionable tips and advice. So I can't wait yeah. to chop this up. There's going to be awesome content. Sweet. But we love to give people something to take away. Mm. One thing that they can do today. And so you've given a bunch, but maybe you could just think back and, and add one more tip yeah. to the to the jar. Yeah. Um, well, kind of I'll go back and talk about kind of the distance between the mind and the body. Right. When we realize that we're not our thoughts. It's just a heap of information that we've collected over time. When we realize we're not the body, it's just a bunch of minerals that we've gathered from the earth to build this thing we call a human being, then we can create some distance. There's a consciousness behind that that allows us to operate at a higher level. And I think if people can tap into that, they'll find that life is a lot easier than they've been told. And uh, personal responsibility is the other one, right? So I'm not perfect. I make a lot of mistakes. I have and I will continue to. But I'm willing to accept the consequences of every single thing that I do. I'm not looking to point the finger at anybody else. And with that comes a lot of strength. It comes a lot of power because you get to just play, right? You're like, all right, I'm going to take a chance over here. Whatever happens, it happens. You know, as I said before, I've, I've gotten everything that I've wanted out of life thus far. I know I'll continue to do that. And if I just keep a hold of that responsible nature, I think success oh. is... Is there. That was incredible. And it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to butcher it, but people yeah. can look it up, is Terrence McKenna. Mm. And it's something about basically life is all about getting to the edge, the cliff, mm-hmm. and taking that leap of faith, but understanding that the universe is a feather bed. Oh. And the second you jump off, you're like, whoa, no. And then, boom, you crash yeah. in the feather bed because that's what the universe wanted you to do in the first place. Yes. It's not about being stagnant and doing the status quo. Mm-hmm. It's about taking the risk. And when you look back on your life, I'm only 34 years old, but I look back at my proudest moments. It was always the jump. Yeah. 100% of the time, it was the faith and it was that gut slash heart feeling of like, you have to do this. Mm. The status quo was scarier than jumping, mm-hmm. but every time you get rewarded more and more and more. Yeah, I've never gone... Uh base jumping or skydiving or anything like that. Maybe some of your listeners have, but I imagine it's the same thing. The freedom is in the falling and enjoy that experience. Don't worry about what's going to happen at the end, you know? All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for coming on. People can uh, find you at seamoutlaw.com and uh, yeah, reach out to us. We look forward to hearing more and I look forward to following your journey. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. Same here.